Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. On this week's podcast, Pastor TJ and I talk about our brand new location coming this fall to Lighthouse Point. We're going to unpack a little bit of details and information about what we have to offer at that location. And we're also going to dive in a little bit deeper to Pastor TJ's week two message of Multiply, which was all about giving and generosity and just obedience and what God wants us to do in those areas of our life. And we always want to give you amazing tools and resources that help you take a step closer to what we talk about on the weekend. So make sure you listen to the very end for those tools and those resources. I hope you guys enjoy this week's podcast. Well, welcome everybody. We've made it to episode three and I have TJ back here with me to unpack the, the weekend message. And even this weekend, we shared some, some big news. So maybe we can talk about that to begin with today, TJ. Yeah, I mean, this weekend was an exciting weekend for us as we got to share with our church about our upcoming launch of our Lighthouse Point location. Yes. Um, Just the incredible miracle that God is doing. Um, Trinity United Methodist Church and Lighthouse Point came to us uh, about eight months ago and asked us about the possibility of partnering together to further their ministry as their church was coming to the end of its life, if if we would want to take that over and take over their uh, Trinity Christian School, which is a kindergarten through fifth grade, and also which uh, people are so pumped about, and the teachers there are awesome, unbelievable, like smaller class sizes, you know, like it, it's super cool. Everybody that I've interacted there with that are like some of the teachers at the elementary school or whether it be the preschool, everybody is so amazing and excited for the most part about you know, transition and coastal. And so it's, it's really awesome. So if you have kids that you want to put in a private Christian elementary school. Yeah, we have it now. And, and honestly, when I walked into some of the teacher's rooms, I was like, oh my gosh, these are like some of the coolest learning environments because it's not traditional sit at desk. It's sit on ball, sit on, you know, different chairs because they, they embrace, you know, different learning styles. And, and so it kind of had a Montessori with, with, you know, STEM kind of aspects Mm -hmm. to it, which is really cool for the next generation while providing a Christian education. So we're pumped about that. Then Trinity Learning Center, which is a a preschool, preschool, infant, infant through pre-K through pre-K. And so I, mean, I just, remember, I remember trying to find like a preschool early on when we had Alexander, and it was so hard, so to, hard to find a place that you just felt comfortable and you know that had amazing teachers. That it, it, I don't know, it it just was really hard to do that. And so I'm excited to get to provide a place that is like safe and comfortable and and all of those things where teachers parents. have been there for like 25 years yes. it's like grandmothers it's it's the kind of person you want to leave your child yeah. with you yeah. know instead of somebody that you're like are they going to be here next week i love i was talking to the director there the other day and she was actually i was like you know what do you what are you passionate about what do you want to see kids do or learn and she's like honestly we want to teach them how to play 
because that this age in their life, teaching kids how to play is actually something huge in their development and helping them to learn along the way. And I thought that was awesome. They're not just their babysitting kids or making sure they take their nap or whatever. They're actually teaching them and instructing them in, in ways that are going to help them learn and grow along the way. And they're so intentional about doing that. So that was pretty cool to hear. So if you guys know of anybody that needs a great preschool infant through pre-K or a great private elementary Christian school, we're actually working on new websites and everything for them, but yeah, um, but the facilities, the opportunity for us as a church over on that side of town, we we've been dreaming and we've been praying about an opportunity for for three plus years mm-hmm. of when God, when are you going to open up the door and and when God opens doors, it's obvious. And this yeah. was one of those open door moments for yes. us as a church that we we knew that this was a God endeavor that we had to walk through yeah. and and we've said all along we want to make it hard for people to go to hell by making it easy for them to go to church mm-hmm. so they can experience know and follow Jesus and we know that. 95 is a barrier uh, mm-hmm. for people that live east of it. Uh, for all of us that live out west, it's really easy to be come to Parkland. But if you live east of 95, you don't really come this way, except for if you're coming to church. So we want to be able to reach that community yeah. is is a great opportunity. Well, and even for us to for- have an additional church location, you know, which is originally what we started out and the whole thing that the the preschool and the in the elementary school were like a bonus, correct? In all of it, but you know, we're going to have an awesome location there with location pastors, Brian and Cher. They're going to be amazing with their family. And, you know, it's going to be the coastal feel, the coastal vibe. You know, TJ's still, you know, TJ's still the pastor. He's still going to be preaching and all of those different things. But we have people that are there that are going to care for people in such an amazing way. Brian and Cher are some of the best leaders and nurturers and just caring people that are going to help make that location phenomenal. Yes, they are. And so I'm really excited to see what God does over these next few months as we get it ready, you know, and renovating and all of those things, because it's still kind of back in the 1960s. It definitely is in the 1960s. Red carpet and all. Bring it up to date a little bit. Coastal, coastalize it. Yeah. If that's even a word. It is now. It is now. Well, we, this week was week two of Multiply. And I know just as your wife, how difficult it is for you in that process of knowing like we're going to talk about giving or tithing this week and how how difficult it is for you to do that as a pastor because you just know anytime you start talking about money or people's stuff or their things like it is uncomfortable for people but it's also really uncomfortable for you <laughs> and i i think you 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 did it so well in actually letting people know from the get-go, like, this is what we're talking about. It's 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 going to be like a trip to the dentist. Yeah. You know, like you said, I thought that was a great analogy. But then also helping people recognize, like, this is something that Jesus talked about a lot. Like, it was a, a common theme throughout the Gospels, throughout his parables. And for people, for us to shy away from talking about it is like leaving out a big portion of Jesus's ministry of what he wanted us to get in our hearts. Because ultimately at the end of the day, when we talk about our stuff, when we talk about our gifts, when we talk about our challenges, God is ultimately just trying to get to this place in our heart. Yeah. And, and you talked about that so well this weekend. Well, I think, I think a lot of it is, is, you know, God ultimately wants to be number one. It, it is a principle 
that he wants to be first in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being first in your life means being first in every aspect of your life. Right. And we're really easy. It's really easy for us to give him uh, an hour on Sunday and go, Oh, I'm putting God first, mm-hmm. or I'm going to serve um, in a service. I'm putting him first. But when it comes to things that we feel like we have earned or achieved, right. then it's like, well, this is, God didn't do this. I did this. Yeah. And it's but at the same point. It's like, God, but God also gave you the sound mind, the abilities, exactly. the talents, the opportunity. Like God, God gave us those things. And I think we get mistaken along the way of thinking, well, I did this. Correct. Yeah. You worked hard and you put in effort and you did those things. But ultimately, <laughs> the breath in our lungs, the yeah. all of those things is because of God. Yeah. So ultimately, he wants to be first. He wants to be first in the, your time of the day. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to be first in, in your workplace when you're dealing with people, remembering, you know, the old school adage, WWJD, what did Jesus do? You know, how how am I going to treat other people? I want to treat people the way that God treats me and give them grace and yeah. extend mercy and and love people. And But it's not just in those aspects of life. It's also in our finances. God goes, hey, I want you to trust me. Mm-hmm. I want to be your ultimate in life. And so what I ask of you is to return the first 10%. And notice I said return, not give, yeah. uh, because it's all his. And we have to get in this mindset that everything that I, every gift, every talent, every every resource um, that I have is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And he has called me to steward those things and be a good steward of those things. So he asked me to return the first 10 and then live on the 90. And what's amazing about it is God says, man, if you'll do that, I will bless that 90 yes. and it will go so much farther than you could have done with your 100 and and we know this better than than anybody cuz we've been we've struggled in life um yeah. you know well, there was I, a season of our life where we didn't tie them yeah. where we didn't do these things but I think I think there's a lot of people that go I can't afford to do that I can't afford to tithe I can't afford to give I can't afford to serve you know because we just take on this mentality that I don't have enough to do it. And I yeah. think we were we were actually there in a season of our, I'm grateful. My parents actually, you know, I grew up in the church and my parents always taught us about tithing. And when I was younger, they made me do it. You know, it's <laughs> like, no, Shayla, 10% of your allowance, you're going to put in the offering plate. And I was like, oh, I don't like you. You know, this is, but I'm so grateful that they ingrained that in me. But when we got to be adults, it was like, okay, now this is real. Well, it was funny because my parents growing up were the the biggest givers in our church. Yeah. Um, my, I grew up in an extremely wealthy family and my parents, sorry, mom and dad, if you're, if you're listening to this, mom and my stepdad are some of the worst stewards of money in the world, but God blessed them so much because they were always generous. They yeah. gave the first 10%. And then they gave over and above that. And so even though they didn't necessarily do things financially the best way, mm-hmm. like God continued to bless them because they were so, like whatever was in their hand, they just were willing to give away. And when we got married, we didn't have that mindset. We we kind of oh racked my up. Gosh, we were we so went to we went to school. We racked like, up freedom. so much, so much debt. What are these credit cards? Credit things? cards, man. Credit cards were the worst thing that ever happened to we us. We were buying like big screen TVs Dumb and like stuff. Oh my gosh, we were like we were like twenty crazy. grand in credit card debt. Yes. Uh, a year into our marriage, yeah. and 
I'd gotten hired as at a church and a guy that was mentoring me, he uh he just challenged us when it came to generosity, when it came to trusting God. Mm-hmm. And and he remember I remember him telling me, you know, in Malachi it says he said, "Hey, God says test him in this." Yeah, in the area of the tithe. In the area of the tithe, yeah. in the area of generosity. And I remember looking at our finances and looking at the realities of the debt that we had in life and going, "Man, I don't I don't even know how this is possible." I can't afford to do this. Yeah, I mean, that's basically, oh, like this is not feasible. Yeah. And I knew that in order for us to get out of where we were, and this was the crazy part. We just kind of took God at his word. Uh and we said, "Man, if this is this is what it's going to take, we we figured out we had to make double what we were making to in order to get out of debt and tithe. And so we decided, you know what? We're going to start tithing, which meant we're going to start tithing 20%. Like yeah, we started we were going to tithe on what we needed to make. make not what we were actually making. Yeah. And which we, which is I wouldn't extreme. recommend I wouldn't recommend you, you doing you that, but yeah, I mean, this is what we what did. challenged us in. Challenged us in and we started doing that and within a year we were debt free. Yep. Um within a year we had basically doubled our income mm-hmm. and I mean, God just showed up. It did up. not make sense. It, it, putting numbers, and I'm a numbers guy. I'm yeah. I'm a business guy. Like numbers make sense. I was a I was the the GM of this big ministry with hundred acres and hotels and mm-hmm. conference centers. I mean, I was dealing with numbers all day long, and yeah. so the numbers did not make sense. And that's what I love about God is God does not always make logical sense mm-hmm. to us. It doesn't make any sense for me to go. I'm going to return to you the first 10% and that 90 is going to go further than a hundred would. Yeah. That isn't logical, but yeah. I've yet to find God to be logical in life. Yep. Well, and, and that goes back to one of, one of your points about just sometimes we just have to be obedient. Yeah. Even when it doesn't make sense, even when we can't see it, even when we can't figure out God's going, but do you trust me? Like, are you willing to be obedient to these things that I'm asking you to do? And I think we could sit here all day long and tell you stories of people that have felt like I can't afford to do this, or I'm not at that place. And they just chose in that moment, God, I'm going to be obedient to you in the outcome that that is produced in life. And I, I, I just, so many times I think as pastors, people, when you talk about giving, when you talk about tithing, people just think, well, the church just wants something from me. And I think that is so far, like from our hearts, as pastors, and we tell people all the time, listen, if you think it's about giving to our church, go give to some other local church. Like it's not about you giving to our church. It's about you being obedient to what God says in his word. And you, I, I mean, I, 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 I want to challenge you guys to test God in this area of your life. Like this is the only place in the Bible where God says, test me in this. Yeah. And he says, see if I won't throw open the window of heaven and pour out such a blessing that you cannot contain it. And that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the crazy part about this. I mean, we, we challenge ourselves all the time in, in this, even still, um, you know, we've, we've made huge commitments when it comes to generosity uh, in our lives. And and when I say generosity, that's above Above, the tithe. The tithe is, if I would say it like this, tithing is the training wheels of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Like it's helping you to get, moving forward and trusting God. Like yeah. you need those, those training wheels. And that's basically what he I think does. There's a lot of times people are like, Oh, I want you guys to go deep and you know, all of this stuff. And sometimes it's like, 
but are you even swimming in the shallow end, which is like the basics of Christianity? Correct. Like, how are you doing loving your spouse? And yeah. uh, like, how are you treating your kids? And are you Are you a witness at your work? Do you read your Bible? Do you pray every yeah. day? Do you do you trust God with your finances? And they're like, no. Yeah, this is But a I need basic. you to go deep. This well, is a basic of Christianity. Correct. That the majority of us, the majority of people don't get. Yeah. The, the average Christ follower Actually, the average person in America uh, gives two to three percent of their income away. Mm. So, so the reality is, is if that's the average, um, it's it's not very high. And and I'm so thankful that there's a large group of people that that believe this and have furthered the mission of mm-hmm. of reaching people for Jesus Christ because they do that. But it's it's so the first step is always the hardest step. It is. It is. And but I, once you start moving, it's it's like when it's like going back to riding a bike when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Getting going was so hard, but once you got it, man, you were just rolling. Which side note, I saw when we were driving to church the other day, there was this adult woman on a big bike and it had training wheels it on did. it. <laughs> but hey, you gotta start somewhere. That's right. Right. So right. even if you're an adult and you haven't figured it out, put the training wheels on. Let's, you know, let's start somewhere doing something yeah and see that god won't you know god is gonna come through i think god god honors people i, I mean i would love to challenge somebody to, to go at 10 percent, but maybe you're nowhere start at five mm-hmm. start somewhere yep. and and start going hey god i'm trusting you yes. and ultimately that that's what this is all about and and i i think what i really want people to get is that god wants you to be a part Mm-hmm. of the miracle that he's doing. Yep. Um, and that requires something from you. It's why I kept referring to Jesus all throughout his time. He was serving. He was loving. He was giving. He was sacrificing. Like those attributes are the same things that God wants to see us doing in life. Yep. To be a part of the miracle of changing and transforming lives because that's what it's all about. That's right. That's right. And I, I, I mean— Okay, let me let me ask you this question. Have there been any tools, resources, anything like that that has kind of helped you on this journey of of generosity or trusting God? Or I mean, some of it can be as simple as like financial peace university, putting together a budget, you know, planning for those things yeah. because or a book or yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm a big book person, so I'll, I'll give you some books. But I think I think initially one of the the first things you have to do, and it's something that we did, is we got an awareness of where we currently were. Right. Uh, which goes back to we we sat down and we looked at our our obligations that were out there. We started working on a budget and we started realizing, oh my goodness, what are, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And if we don't get this area of our life under control, it is going to control us for the yes. rest of our life. And I think that that's, ultimately that's what God sees when it comes to our finances. It is something that controls our life and he ultimately wants control. And so we had to go, okay, here's where we are. And I think one of the greatest tools that is out there is Financial Peace University. It's one of the reasons why we offer it as a connect group is why we encourage people. I think it's it's one of those fundamental things that every person should should learn how to budget, should learn how to save yeah. and invest. It's just and, funny when you kept saying financial peace this weekend, I was like, oh shoot, we don't, we don't actually have a financial peace group this semester, but we are working on it because T 
TJ said it. Yeah, so. we, I said it. So <laughs> we're, we're going to have to figure gonna, it out. We're right going to have a financial peace <laughs> university group, but it's, it, you know, so that would be one thing. So yeah. get an awareness of where you are so that you can know where you want to go. Because if you don't know where you are, it's hard to get to where you want to go. Right. Um, and, and it starts with that awareness. Then th- there's a couple of, of books that, that impacted me in my life. One is the treasure principle by Randy Alcorn. Okay. Uh, it's an older book. And I just think it's, it's a great book. Because we'll put a link to these in our show notes. Too. Yeah, um, the blessed life by Robert yes, Morris. That was such a great one. Um, cha- changed changed my life, mm-hmm. um, and it just it just changed everything uh, about how I saw not only tithing but also how I saw extravagant giving, mm-hmm. and and it's something that we have embraced. And I think the I look at our lives and I look at how blessed we are. Yeah, a lot of the blessing comes from the extravagant mm-hmm. giving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we it, set generosity goals. We, you know, all yeah. of those things, which. Yeah, I mean, that those are goals that we have in life. And goal, like one of our goals is, I want to give away a million dollars in our lifetime. I mean, that's a yeah. big goal. Yeah. Um, so to give away a million dollars, you have to have a plan for that. You just don't hope for that. You have to actually plan for that. Yeah. And and we're working towards those goals. And so we have goals on a yearly basis. We we plan for legacy giving. We plan mm-hmm. for giving to other organizations that we're going to do yeah. um, because we, we want to be generous mm-hmm. in life. And so I think having some of those things and being around people that are generous, I, I've, I've had mentors. Um, in fact, you're now father- uh, stepfather yeah. is one of my financial mentors. When I was younger, he owned one of the largest plumbing companies in in Manatee County, and he took me under his wing. And he was one of the most generous people I've ever met. He taught me so much about generosity and finances and giving. Which I, I think is actually a good point because anytime we talk about giving or tithing, you know, there's there's bound to be people that gets get like, I can't believe you would talk about this in church. And usually it's people that aren't practicing that in their life. And I think it's so important that if that's not something you're doing, go to somebody that that is and ask them how, how has this affected your life or changed this life? Cause I guarantee you anybody that has practiced generosity, tithing, giving that has a plan for those things that they see a ton of value in those things. And if there's any way that we can help you put together a financial plan, whether it's through Financial Peace University or we have people in our church that are financial coaches that we can connect you with that can at least help you put together a budget. Even if you're one of those people that says, I can't afford to do this right now, that they can help you lay out some things that give you a plan for how you how you can. I would say to that person says, I can't afford to do this. You can't afford not to do it. Oh, I look at my life now and I'm like, I would be so scared to stop, <laughs> you know, any of those things. Like, what would happen if I stopped doing this? Yeah. Um, because God has literally thrown open the the floodgates of heaven and poured out so much blessing, Yeah. you know, on our life. And, and it's been amazing to watch that journey and not always easy, you know, not always easy to, to sacrifice those things, but so worth it when I look around and see life change or the way, you know, blessing that single mom or, you know, helping somebody go on a mission, whatever it is has brought so much joy when, when you're generous. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I would challenge you guys to test God in this area of your life and, and see what he 
will do in this specific area of generosity, of tithing, of giving. Um, and I truly believe it can, it can be a game changer for you. Any, any final thoughts before we close out? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't just test the individual. Um, again, when I'm, you're, you're now father, uh, stepfather, um, he, he challenged me when it came to the business world. He said, man, I tithe off my business. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's why he grew yeah. one of the largest companies in sure. our, our, our county is because he didn't just apply it to his yeah. personal life. He applied it to every aspect of his life. Yeah. And, and so if you're a business guy out there, I, I would challenge you in your industry, mm-hmm. man, what do you, what do you want to see God do in your industry? How do you want to see him take it yeah. to another level? I putting would him sh- first in putting that. him first, mm-hmm. not just in your personal life, but in every aspect yeah. of your life. Cause ultimately that is what he's after. I think that's why God's blessed us as a church too. Yeah. Cause, cause we've always had that principle, not only in our personal life, but also in, in that church life. So, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode three of our midweek podcast. Remember, if you guys like this content, if you're getting something out of this, make sure and share it on social media, do a screenshot, post it on Instagram or Facebook and tag us at Coastal Church. We hope to see you guys back here next week. Have an incredible week.